Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, body nerd. As much as I love creating new episodes of the show, I'm taking a short break this summer for an epic road trip with my dad up the west coast of the United States and spending some precious time with my family. But don't worry, I wouldn't leave you hanging without your regular dose of nerdiness. During my hiatus, I've handpicked some of the best and most popular episodes from the archives, and the info in here is gold, and honestly, they deserve a special encore. So grab your headphones, buckle up, join me on this summer rewind as we revisit the gems that make the Body Nerd Show what it is. I promise you'll be entertained, enlightened, and ready to nerd out when I return in September with brand new episodes. So until then, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok. I'll be posting my road trip adventures there. I'm sending you loads of love and gratitude and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 152 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm talking about all things low back pain, including how your hip flexors might be the cause and how to improve overall hip and low back flexibility and strength. I get so many questions about low back pain. It is super, super, super common. In fact, it affects eight out of 10 people at some point during their lives. So 80% of people will experience back pain at some point. And I am also one of the 80%. It's a super common area because of the way we move our bodies and the demands we put on our spines because we walk upright and gravity. But low back pain isn't just about your low back. And today we're going to talk about why I want you to start thinking about your hip flexors and the relationship they have to your low back pain, because that's probably like the second most common question is like, what about my tight hip flexors? And I have yet to come across a human who does not have tight hip flexors. But back pain can come from a number of places, and we'll be talking about it in next week's episode two and another common area that can contribute to back pain, because I want you to have multiple ways to move and strengthen your body so that you can help avoid back pain or help alleviate what's going on. And like I said, it's one of the most common medical problems affecting almost 80% of people at some point in their lives. And there's lots of reasons that you may have low back pain. But just because you have a history of back pain doesn't mean you have to have it forever. I want to start here. Just because you, oh, I only throw it out once a year and then I'm laid out for a week or it only hurts if I do this thing or it's okay as long as I don't do this thing or even it's not that bad or even if you have an MRI that says that there's something structural that may be contributing to your back pain, regardless of where you are starting from, moving better and feeling better is always possible. And the key is to have a body and tissues and muscles and ligaments and fascias that are strong enough to stabilize your back specifically, but also mobile enough to allow you to move with ease. And I know that you're probably not thinking about your psoas and its relationship to back pain, 
because every time I post about that, people are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. But this is a deep hip flexor and it is commonly a cause of back pain and at least contributing to back pain in some capacity. So let's talk about the psoas. And if you've ever seen it written, this is like, it's such a funny word. English is so weird. P-S-O-A-S, the psoas, but we call it the psoas. And it starts at the front of your spine, right at the base of really your rib cage. So you have 12 ribs. They end at about like right smack dab in the middle of your back. And so on the front side of your spine, deep underneath your guts is where the psoas is attaching. And it comes down the front of the spine through the hips and pelvis and anchors at a spot called the lesser trochanter. So think high inner thigh, but just a little bit behind. So if you're like, my goodness, my hip flexors are tight, but also my adductors, my inner thighs are also very tight. If you're like nodding to all of that, then this may be possibly what's going on. And the psoas is responsible for hip flexion, aka bringing your thigh closer to your chest. But the opposite action is also possible, right? So your torso coming closer to your thighs. So whether you are bending over or bringing a knee to your chest, your psoas is involved with that. The psoas connects your upper body to your lower body, literally rib cage to the pelvis and even into the lower leg. But it's the neighbors of the psoas and also its location that bring it into the drama that is low back pain. Because on the other side of the spine, right at about that same point where your rib cage ends, in that space between your rib cage and the top of your pelvis, there's another low back muscle called the quadratus lumborum. The QL, you may have heard it referred as. The QL and the psoas, they're best buddies. They're right there together. And ideally, they are able to slide and glide over one another without much friction. But when you have a history of back pain or you have a history of issues with your hip flexors or you've had a back injury or honestly like five trillion other reasons that typically are boiled down to overuse or underuse or misuse like an injury, if there's a problem or an issue with one, it's probably also going to affect the other. So think of it almost like instead of sliding and gliding over one another, it's like there's been some Velcro stuck in there and now they're getting kind of caught and trapped on one another. Also, 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 another reason that your psoas is contributing potentially to back pain is not just the location, but also the type of force or stress that's put upon it while you are standing. So in those of you who, like me, have the ability to hyperextend or we have just some general hypermobility, or maybe you just typically stand with your ribs kind of hanging out in front of you and your pelvis kind of hanging out in front of you, and you feel some compression in your lower back, remember the attachment points of your psoas, right? The base of the rib cage to the inner thigh. So when you're hanging out, ribs forward, belly just splayed forward, that actually puts some stretch on your psoas. And stretch isn't a bad thing, but your psoas just kind of hanging out there and being wholly responsible for stabilizing through your torso um, because of the position you're in. The psoas gets grumpy, it gets grouchy, it gets tight. 
overnight. And then you're right back where you started with this cycle of back issues. So when I talk about positioning and posture being important, the psoas really, really, really makes that clear for us because of its location, right? It is great as a hip flexor, but it also sometimes gets forced unwillingly into the role of spinal stabilizer. And that's where we run into trouble. So when I say misuse or injury, that's what I'm talking about, right? Asking a tissue or an area uh, to do a job it wasn't designed to do because of your posture or position. And there's no empty spaces in your body. I know the anatomy books make it look that way. They make it look so clean and perfect with these clearly defined muscles, but it doesn't look like that in a real body. So it truly is all connected in your body. And while the anatomy books, like I said, make it look all clean and like really clearly defined in a real body and in your body, it's not like that, right? Everything is interconnected unless a doctor has gone in with a scalpel that has made that delineation. And now instead of connectedness, there's scar tissue there, right? Other than that, there is always, always, always a connection in the body. And even when there's scar tissue, that then becomes a piece of the system as well. And because everything is connected, being able to move your hips without moving your lower back is challenging unless you're practicing stabilizing your spine in neutral. And when your pelvis moves, your spine moves too, right? When your hips are moving, your spine moves as well. And next week, we're going to talk all about the relationship between pelvic floor and low back pain, which is relevant for all bodies and definitely an area of back pain that is often undiscovered, uh, but not thought about. But Because of this interconnectedness of your hips and pelvic floor and core and low back, your ability to consciously stabilize is even more important. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. So with all that being said, the point I'm trying to get across is that when you have an issue in one part of your body, I want you to think of what else is connected, right? Your low back hurts. Well, it's not just happening in your lower back. What else is there? What else is impacting how your lower back is moving and feeling? And all roads are going to lead to being able to stabilize your back and your torso and your spine in neutral, in your best posture and best position so that when you are up and about and moving through gravity, you're already in a better shape. Literally, 
every episode of this podcast could be boiled down to that is find what your best posture is and then what tension is keeping you from being in that best posture. Address that and you're going to feel so much better. If you had to boil down not only this podcast, but what I do, it's literally that. And I'm not trying to diminish back pain. (laughs) I'm like, it's so simple because pain is complicated, right? And pain is coming from your brain and your nervous system, not just your muscles alone. And your nervous system also does cool stuff to protect you from injury or even perceived injury, like tighten up your lower back so that it's protected and safe, which for you is totally frustrating. But if we think of it from a body nerd lens, like, oh, cool, this is my body trying to keep me safe. So what can I do then so that my body feels more stable and more safety to then move better? But whether it's tension or dysfunction, like I said, injury, misuse or overuse that's creating your pain, the goal is always the same. Learn to move better and stabilize in neutral. And so what does that actually look like? Well, first of all, definitely you want to learn how to hip hinge. And this is one of the foundational moves we focus on inside of Movement Mavens. I am going to post in the description a link to a YouTube video I made called How to Hip Hinge Properly that will walk you through the steps of it. But hip hinging is so important for your workouts because things like deadlifts, good mornings, kettlebell swings, leg lifts, dead bugs all rely on good hinge hinging ability. But if you do struggle with back pain and you aren't familiar with hip hinging, learning how to hip hinge can affect how you move about your day. So how you get stuff out of the dishwasher, how you pick up clothes off the floor, just how you're moving has a huge impact on how you feel. So if we can make this one minor small shift and get you to hinge a little bit more, things are going to feel better overall. And I hope you noticed that we talked about hip flexors, but none of the fixes I shared today are actually stretches. I know, it's shocking, right? But if you've been here for a while, you're not surprised because learning good technique for moving, right? Whether that's breathing, just straight up breathing, whether that's spinal stability and core bracing, or even just hip hinging, they're so important for moving better and feeling better and injury recovery. And I'm just going to drill this point home again, because I know that there are so many of us who have or will experience back pain at some point. If you make that your goal of learning how to breathe well and how to hip hinge and how to stabilize your spine in neutral, you're going to feel so much better overall. It's as simple and not as simple, but that's a great place to start and is going to give you the clearest path to your next best step. So I'm really curious for you, what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode and how you maybe are thinking a little bit differently about the tension in your hip flexors and how it may be related to your lower back pain. So take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Formala. You can also call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501, or you can send me an email at hello at aewellness.com. Easy peasy. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, and everything I mentioned in today's podcast lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, I'm going to keep saying it because it really truly does matter. Subscribe if you haven't, so you don't miss a thing. Review if you haven't. And thank you so much for taking the time. You literally make my day. 
and share this episode with somebody who has just been doing a bunch of lunges in an effort to stretch their hip flexors, but is not making any impact or change happening there. Like give them this episode and say, listen, so that we can all move better and feel better together. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, stabilizing in neutral, which is so stinking nerdy, (laughs) and just getting nerdy. I mean, we're already there. We are already there. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.